So what does that mean, giving love? Giving love simply means learning to cherish others, always believing that their happiness and freedom are important. Simple, but so profound. It, tell you what, if you, <laughs> actually maybe we don't do this, but um, you can imagine if you go up to someone, anyone, and you ask them, is your happiness and freedom important? What do you think they'll say? Yes, <laughs> yes, right? So if we believe that their happiness and freedom are important, then we agree. <laughs> we agree on something very important, right? How wonderful. There's so much disagreement in our society, you know. We, we should learn to agree on some important things, that each other's happiness and freedom are important, you know. And, and when we actually believe that, like in our heart, for example, because we, we've, we've contemplated, just as I wish to be happy and never want to suffer, so does everyone else. And in fact, others' wish for happiness and freedom is just as important to them as our own wish for happiness and freedom is to ourself. So it looks like there's no difference. You know? Okay, superficially, many differences, but deep down, no difference. Right? We realize that I am no different from any other person. From the point of view of our deepest wishes for happiness and freedom, we are all equal. And that the happiness we are seeking, all of us are seeking, will come from our own peaceful, positive minds, peaceful mind, good heart, kind actions, compassionate um, concern for each other. You know, like these minds and compassionate, kind actions will fulfill everyone's wishes. We can rely upon them to make ourselves and others happy. So then we think, therefore, I must, um, I must cherish myself and others equally. Okay, at least this, we think. Um, my happiness and freedom, others' happiness and freedom, equally important. This is a wonderful step. If we can make this step, this is wonderful, you know. Anyway, it, it appeals to our sense of fairness. Is it not fair? You know? As I think I said last week, if we, if we think, um, well, if, if, if we don't, <laughs> what, what, what good reason do we have to think that our own happiness and freedom are more important than anyone else's? Like, what reason would that be? Like, whenever I try to, when I think about that and try to answer that question, my, my only answer is because, well, it's me. <laughs> but that's not a valid reason. 
because me is everyone's name. <laughs> so it makes no sense to, to strongly think I'm important, my happiness and freedom are important, and neglect others' happiness and freedom. How is their happiness and freedom less important than our own? The thing is, we kind of just assume that because it feels that way to us. And then we act that way and others, it, that feels normal. And then we have phrases in our society like, got to look out for number one. And we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, who's number one? And why? And is that beneficial? Perhaps even more importantly, is that beneficial? Because for as, as, as long as we believe my happiness and freedom are more important than others, as we'll see, many problems arise. It looks like no one's wishes are fulfilled. Yeah. But if we would just learn to cherish each other, like, like learn to regard, to wish for others' happiness and freedom as if it were our own, what would happen? What would happen? Would our world be different? Or even would our own personal life be different? Absolutely. We would have such kind, loving concern for others. But nothing extreme, you know, on the outside. It, this, what I'm talking about is internal. It's, it's a recognition that um, others' happiness and freedom, others' wishes, others' life, and experiences are important. And then we would naturally respect others. We would respect them. You know? We may not always agree on things. Like in human society, there, there are, you know, for example, in our society, we have many challenges, of course. And there are different ideas about how to address those. Okay? So the problem, I say this all the time. The problem isn't so much that we don't agree on those things, like how to organize society, what laws to have or whatever. The problem is we angrily disagree and we disrespect each other. And then there's divisiveness and disharmony by that. And then we can't work together to solve the problems that exist because we, 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 we don't trust each other. We have no trust. We have no harmony and no peace because we don't love each other. That's the biggest problem in society. One time, Geshe Kelsang said, if everyone would learn to cherish others, he said most of the problems in human society would be solved within a few years. It's true, you know. But anyway, we can't make others cherish anybody, you know. But, so, so, but if we understand the meaning of this teaching, if it resonates with us, that's good enough, you know, for ourselves. We, then we put it into practice. And uh, we shouldn't expect quick results because we have, you know, from a Buddhist point of view, <laughs> since countless previous lives, deep familiarity with... Um, thinking the way to find happiness and solve my problems is to put myself before everyone else. Okay, so we, we have to reverse that tendency and gradually learn that cherishing others at least as much 
as we cherish ourselves, our own happiness and freedom, we cherish others at least that much, we will come to trust that mind to solve our problems of anger, jealousy, selfishness, and so forth, and to make ourselves and others happy. Okay? And, then, and then it's simple. Then all we do is, in daily life, so this is, this is nothing complicated, uh, it's just in daily life, whoever we meet, whoever we see, whoever we think about, we just try to remember this person is important. Their happiness is important, like this. And then if we hold that belief in our mind, gradually it will influence how we think about others, how we talk to them, and how we act towards them. It'll, 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 it'll permeate our actions because all of our actions, for example, like I'm speaking now because I have the intention to speak. If I had no intention to speak, I'd be like, and you're like, is this guy getting a talk or what? <laughs> After a while, you're like, is he going to stop talking? <laughs> I promise I will. Um, so if, so the, the point I'm making is like, uh, like right now I'm, I'm reaching over for a book. So as a physical action, why did I do that? because I developed the intention, the mental intention to do that. So all of our physical and verbal actions originate in mental intention. And whether an action is a good action, a virtuous action, or a non-virtuous or inappropriate action depends upon our intention. So if we are believing, we're training our mind to believe, something that's correct and very beneficial, that others' happiness and freedom is just as important as my own. And if we hold that belief and become familiar with it, then our, our speech and our physical actions will be reflections of that belief and become very beneficial to others. Especially the people that we are around all the time right? Our friends and family. And they'll notice. They'll be like, why are you being so kind to me? What's gotten into you? <laughs> or they'll say, at first maybe a little suspicious, like, what do you want? <laughs> but really what we want is for them to be happy. And if we're sincere, they'll understand we don't have a selfish agenda. It's not manipulation. It's genuine kindness, care and concern. How wonderful. May that spread everywhere, you know? And then peace comes, naturally, peace comes. Peace in the heart, harmony with each other, like this. 